Stay tuned for Love Talk with Evelyn Davidson and Carrie Brinketer with their special guest, Judge Edna Stout, Love Talking about building bridges of love and leadership. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. You are here with the Love Ladies. I am Coach Carrie Brinkader, and of course, the beautiful, talented, and ever joyful Mrs. Evelyn Davidson. Oh, hello there, Miss Evelyn. Well, hello to you. I want you to know I am thrilled beyond my ability to even reason today that you're back home and settled and thing. I know you've had a good summer. I have. It has been a, a phenomenal summer. I have missed being here with you and our friends at Love Talk and all of our friends that listen to The Bridge. Um, I've been coaching basketball like a crazy woman. I've been all over the place, Kansas City, Dallas, uh New Orleans, Atlanta, and it was a phenomenal summer with young women that are amazing, and I, I just feel so blessed to have been a a small part of their lives this summer, and uh, we took a small family vacation and got to. We we actually spent a little bit of time with our our wonderful love lady, oh. Miss Kathy Enderbrock up yeah. in Boise, which was great. And we have started school this week, Miss Evelyn. Oh, aren't you relieved? <laughs> I have a freshman and an eighth grader. Mm-hmm. Um, eighth grader has topped over six one, and my freshman, mm-hmm. almost six foot tall. It's just a we're in volleyball. We're in cross country season. It's just it's a it's a wonderful time. But I am happy to be back here behind the microphone at the bridge. And now we're on FM and broadcasting to even more people out there, which I'm so excited about. Well, you know, it has been a good summer. Uh, we have really worked hard on the Good News Journal. Uh, we now are in 40 HEB stores, and our circulation is 72. Miss Evelyn, wow. And Van has just come forth, and he helped me a lot here at the station. I'm so proud of him. In fact, this week we're speaking for... Alliance Club, we do that some together, and uh, so we've we've had a really good summer, but we really have missed you, and of course we've missed Kathy, but we do have a special guest today, a longtime friend. Tell me who we and what we're going to be talking about. Oh, Miss Evelyn, we are so grateful to have Judge Edna Stout in studio today. Where she is actually the Justice of the Peace for the Williamson County Precinct Two. She has. She ran for office the first time back in 1994 and has been a champion for conservatives ever since. She's a native of Austin, Texas. She has six children, 12 grandchildren, joined the Republican Party way back in 1981, seeking justice for the unborn, parental rights, a limit to government regulation, lower taxes, encouraging people to vote, and actively recruiting good moral people to run for office. Elected Williamson County Justice of the Peace and and has served for 23 years. Mm -hmm. She also serves on numerous government, public, and nonprofit boards, a member of the NRA, Cowboy Church, and Chambers of Commerce. I also know, Judge Todd, that you started the Williamson County Teen Court, which I absolutely love. One of my former players um, is working for one down in Florida and is is loving that. 
that. She partners with civil and business community to create programs and provide services for the community. Welcome, Judge oh, Stout. It's so great to be here with both of you, too. Y'all are a shot in arm of encouragement and excitement already. I've already got my blood pressure up. Thank you. <laughs> it's really good to be here with you, too. Bless you. Thank you for having me today. It's, well, a, we are, it's an honor. We are thrilled, Edna. You're a longtime friend. We were trying to add up uh, exactly how long we've been friends, and it was for, for 2000. Uh, it's been 20, a long thousand. time. A long, yes. long time. And we've worked with together. You, you have been such a role model to me in getting involved in what God's doing in a community and in, a, in an area, even a region. Hmm. And um, we... Um, uh, I do remember so clearly uh, the first time that I met you, I was on the board of directors for the Leander Chamber of Commerce, and we had luncheons oh once a month, and you sat by me, and oh, I said, I judge. I, I <laughs> Were you on your best behavior that day, Miss Evelyn? Well, I tried to be, <laughs> but we are thrilled to have you, and we want to talk about some things today because we we have some real common interests and common working grounds. Mm-hmm. And for women, this is a little bit unusual. And so we're going to talk about leadership today and how that's developed. And I know that uh, Carrie has these wonderful questions to ask. And so let's just get started. Absolutely. You know, today, listeners on Love Talk, we're talking about being good citizens and making choices that not only serve the Lord, but honor him. And and about blessing others. Now, Judge Edna, I can't even imagine what you've seen over 23 years as a judge. I'm sure that many things are heartbreaking and many things um, probably come back to to bless your soul. Um, Absolutely. And you experience so many different things each day. You see a lot of needy people, people that are going through things. How do you keep a perspective as uh, the Lord putting you in this position as a blessing? It is a blessing, and some people will kind of wonder that because it all depends on your perspective of what a judge does. You know, people think of a judge, they think of someone going to jail. Uh, they think of a judge, they think of someone maybe taking their children away from them. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of negativism when it comes to being a judge. But, you know, I deal with a court, what's called the People's Court, and I deal with a lot of different things. And when I first... Um, became a Christian. I knew God wanted me in the mission fields, and I had different ideas, and I kept praying, Lord, where it is that you want me, and lo and behold, I end up in this position. Mm-hmm. I didn't go looking for it. It just seems to happen, and so I knew that if this was where I was to be, then the Lord had a reason for it, and instead of going to the mission fields, which is where I thought I was going at the time I had left home and was going east, somewhere east, and God brought me back here west, And he said that this is where you are. And therefore, I said, then obviously you have plans for me here. And instead of me going to the mission fields and meeting the people in the fields, they walk in my door every day. And I still get to go home to an air-conditioned house, uh, not living in a tent. (laughs) So I'm very grateful. And they do come in because there are financial difficulties that people have when it comes just to paying a speeding ticket. And I get real creative. Well, you know, you do some community service hours for me, and we'll take care of that citation. You don't have to go to jail. Uh, those people that have troubled teenagers, um, then we find resources for them. I have people that come to my courtroom because the officers sometimes come to a brick wall and dealing with some of those students. And I have a reputation now. They say, well, just call Judge Stout. She'll take care of you. So people come in my door that I really don't have cases, but they're looking for help. Mm-hmm. And so I have an ability to refer them to someone or to pray with them if they want to be prayed with. Uh, to help them know that this too will pass 
that uh, they can get through this, that there's hope, and that there's people that love them to get them through. And you'd be surprised how many times in my day that that message goes out. Even sometimes in an eviction proceeding where someone's being evicted out of their home because they can't pay the rent anymore, they've lost their job, or they've been in a hospital stay, they understand that I care and that there's some resources out there in the hallway maybe to get you started again because there's people in the community and organizations in the community that have come to uh, my side and have worked with me to meet those needs. And, you know, so that's why I'm very grateful. You know, something that you just said, I think so many times we're we're put into jobs. The Lord allows or gives us jobs mm-hmm. um, that we see as a mission field. And I think that's such a blessing, right, that that we can look at, at any place where we are, at, even if it's a job that we're getting paid to do or elected to do, that that is a mission field. Oh, I believe that. And we don't have to separate the two. Some people feel no. bad about that. They'll say, oh, well, I get, I get paid to do that. So? That's <laughs> still your calling that God has given you. Oh, I think that everyone is called. If you're a Christian, you've given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, then you've got a calling on your life. It may be so much as just being that listening ear in your office Mm -hmm. to people that need someone to talk to. It may be just so much as the smile that goes across your face every time you go to the checkout stand and someone's looking at you like, you know, I've had a hard day. This is a rough life. You know, you may be the one person that gives them hope. You can be a missionary everywhere you are, and I believe people are leaders uh, wherever they are. They might not lead very strong, and but you're the follower or leader, and we're a follower of Jesus Christ, and we're a leader of his word. Mm. That's what we should do. So, yes, I felt like no matter where I was that it's got to be for Jesus because uh, I was going to the mission field before uh, God called me back to Leander to uh, marry my husband. And then after a while, uh, after several years, then I was called to run for this office. My husband said I was called. I said, I'll have to pray about that first. <laughs> um, and uh, after Where'd some call come from? Yeah. Well, you know, your spiritual leader and your, your guide in your home mm-hmm. does have some wisdom, which he does, bless his heart. But I did run and I did win. I'm still there because I believe that that's where God has me. And when he's through with me there, he'll move me somewhere else. But we need to take God's word no matter where we are. Remember when the Marketplace Christian Movement came around for a while? We were encouraging people to be the light of Jesus Christ in your business. No matter where you are, you Mm -hmm. have a business. You can be a light in your business. You can do it in government, too. Thank God. We still have the Bible on my bench. I still have, you know, the oath under God. We still pray at the beginning of our Senate and our Congress. We have not denied the Lord Jesus Christ in our nation. Uh, There are people that don't believe in him. That's fine. That's the freedom they have. Mm -hmm. But as a government, we still do. One of the things you mentioned was the word called. I think the Lord calls us at different seasons in life to different things. Oh, and, yes. uh, we just have to be really alert to uh, the um, the messages that we get. I, mm-hmm. And you, you mentioned that word called. Um, one of the things that you've done for a number of years and that I have done is we work with uh, the fundraisers for mm-hmm. some of the events that, mm-hmm. um, that we want to talk about today. Mm-hmm. But uh, every year I um, I introduce usually uh, the person that's that's the city. I mean, it's the area mm-hmm. manager or whatever. I don't the, know how the we mayor, call You that. introduce the mayor? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we don't. Last year because when you're out there, I get to. <laughs> Last year, I introduced, uh, I think it was uh, Ken Paxton. Uh-huh. You did. Him. You did. Uh, but I always have a, um, 
visual aid when I speak. And and so we, uh, this particular one is going to be on the subject of calling. What has God called us to do mm-hmm. at this time in this nation? And so I, my husband has a, um, a cow's horn that my grand, that his great grandmother gave to him. Uh, I mean, he he got it from his great-grandmother. And a cow horn is like a bugle. I don't know if you've ever seen one. No, I'm only familiar with cow bells. Cow bells. (laughs) Cow horns. Anyway, I'm looking for somebody for the gala we're going to do on September the 20th that knows how to blow a cow horn. Van might need to practice. Well, he no, he's already saying, I'm not doing that. (laughs) But if I don't find someone, I'll just hold up because we have a call on our life. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter where we are where we're serving that call is by the lord jesus to be a witness and a messenger for him and when we come back we need to take our break and when we come back we want to talk about some of the things that he's brought into your life and into my life Mm -hmm. and to carry that we know that god does call women Mm -hmm. to serve in the same capacity maybe not on the same level of leadership as as them let's take our break uh gavin we come back uh, join us again as we love talk with Judge Edna Stout. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to ensure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Drive. Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. You know, the world has changed and getting connected is really no longer a trend. It's a reality and it's happening all around you, leaving you to wonder how do you get connected to your customers while staying ahead of the digital revolution and your competition. Well, Texas SEO is a Christian-based online marketing company, and they're the partner you can always rely on to navigate through the ever-evolving digital landscape. To schedule your free consultation and digital analysis, call Texas SEO at 1-888-988-9736 or visit the website texasseo.com or simply Google Christian SEO Company and you'll find them in the first position. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow. These guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith, 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com.
Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk. You are listening to the Love Ladies. Mrs. Evelyn Davison, and I am Coach Carrie Brinkader, and it is great to be with you today here on The Bridge, Austin, 1120 AM, and now broadcasting on FM 101.1, today's Christian talk. I tell you what, I turned on the radio the other night to the FM station Ooh. at nighttime because, you know, you can't really pick up the AM at, at nighttime. And there we were on 101.1 and it was coming through just crystal clear, um, stronger than another Absolutely. radio station here in town that's very well known. And I just, I was very, very happy to hear that uh, to my ears as I returned back to to Texas um, in July. So uh, we are here today on Love Talk speaking with Judge Edna Stout, and she is the Judge of the Peace in Williamson County, Precinct 2. Now, Judge Stout, before we went to break, Ms. Evelyn mentioned how you are such a champion for, for people in general, but especially for women. And I think so many times today we get feminism wrong. That we have a very distorted, as a as a whole, a distorted definition of what it means to be a feminist and what it means to champion women. Mm-hmm. And women have rights and abilities to serve and to lead. And you are a forefront, a leader in this. And something that's on your heart is the pro-life movement. Can you tell us how you began to get started with that? Well, I can. And I want to tell you, too, I agree with your statement about feminism because I believe that when the feminist movement started, it actually took something away from women because we were held in high esteem. We were kind of on a platform. We were taken care of, yes, very much true. And we did fight for the rights of voting, et cetera. But the movement also took away from the fact that the men were our covering. They took care of us, and we were special. Uh, When we wanted to be equal with men and start smoking like men smoked and do all that kind of stuff, we kind of came down a little bit in my mind. But I got involved in the pro-life movement because I went to my first Texas Right to Life rally at the Capitol one year. I had uh, realized that abortion was wrong, and I had a child myself I knew that uh, when I became pregnant that that was a child from the very beginning and I knew that abortion took the life of a child Um, that was suggested to me when I had my unplanned pregnancy Um, instead of joining uh, University of Texas that year in the fall I said planned on having a child instead but at that rally they passed out a paper that said you know what can you do to stop the holocaust of children being destroyed in the womb what can you do to help the women that are in a crisis situation what can you do with to help the men that are in that crisis situation too uh, and they had 15, 20 different items on that page that you could check and everything from lobbying your legislature to housing a young girl in your home uh, writing a letter uh, working with the Crisis Pregnancy Center, I said, I don't know, Lord, what it is you want me to do. So I conducted probably one of my first fleece. I checked everything. And I said, Lord, <laughs> you, tell me, friend, you tell me what you want me to do. Well, from that came one phone call um, from a lady by the name of Ann Lassiter, who's one of my great champions of pro-life. And she called me up. She said, we want you to be a precinct chairman. You're the only person in your area that's pro-life that was at the rally. I said, I don't even know what that is. And I had voted once in my life, 
Well, through her, I was mentored and learned how we as people and individuals have an opportunity to be a part of what makes our government so great, and that's the people's involvement in it. And that's what started my adventure into pro-life. I since from there uh, got involved in the legislative ideas and how to change the legislature to where it could protect the unborn. I worked with the Crisis Pregnancy Center. I was introduced to the, one of the only pregnancy resource centers in Austin at the time, became a member of the board. My husband and I became speakers with the Speakers Bureau, and we just kind of jumped in with both feet. Even when my husband asked me to marry him uh, back before this, well, not after that, but he asked me to marry him, his first question was, how do you feel about civil disobedience when it comes to stopping abortion? I said, well, as long as, as no one gets hurt, I agree with that. He said, okay, then will you marry me? <laughs> and so we really were a team uh, working yes. to save the uh, to save the unborn, to save women the horrible heartbreak when they realize at some point in their life what's happened, and uh, to work in that movement. So it's been on my heart ever since because God weeps. He literally weeps every yeah. time we destroy a child in the womb. Think about it, 60 million children around in our nation that could be here at one time that could have had a life that could have been a president could have been a nurse a doctor all these people that are not here because for some reason their lives were taken from them just this week there was uh, a bulletin came out from uh, um, the pro-life uh, those that would you know take away women's women's rights to do that but also one from miss um, clinton uh, Chelsea. Yes, Chelsea. I have a hard trouble saying that name. Uh, that we, the women, by not having the privilege to have an abortion, have contributed uh, been more than $3 million to the economy this year. I don't know if you saw that, Edna. But, you know, when you look at that, that is the biggest lie that ever came down the coast. Because children that are honored even though if they may be unwanted, uh, have major rights in this nation. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's such a, a dark picture painted of it that so many of our young women today don't recognize that this is a privilege of God to give birth. Mm-hmm. And however, you know, it comes about, then it is still a human being. Exactly. It is. It really is. And at some point in time, they will recognize that, if not at first, because life can get real hard. And it can be a real crisis when some young lady is finding herself pregnant, didn't want to be, doesn't want to be. She has not got plans for that. But that's why the crisis pregnancy centers are so important. They are not there just to help save the life of that child. They're there to nurture and be there for that woman and the man, too, because men also are very grieved when they're girlfriend or their wife have chosen to um, terminate the pregnancy of their child, uh, grandparents and all. So it affects a lot of people. Uh, you know how one life can affect so many people? And that's what the pregnancy resource centers do. They have mentors for the ladies. They have physical needs like your diapers and your clothes. Mm-hmm. And they assign an advocate for them if they need some help legally or if they need help finding a home. You know, just whatever it is it takes, they come alongside in a very loving Christian way and say, you know, we're here for you. Uh, We'll be here for you. For whatever you need, we're here for you. And that's what Christ does for us. He's always with us. And that's what they are trying to do in both of those ministries. They are the hands and the feet of Jesus Christ. And that's what they do. And the church doesn't have a ministry. Most of the churches do not have a separate ministry for just Mm -hmm. dealing with the women in crisis pregnancy centers. So the pregnancy centers are outreach 
of the church. They're a Absolutely. parachurch organization, but they're the extension of the church in a very tangible way. It's it's so wonderful to see we have uh, we have two galas coming up here in September. The first one is for the Agape Pregnancy Resource Center. They're having their Partners for Life 15th Annual Gala. Gala, did you know that in the dictionary, you can pronounce that word either way? (laughs) Gala, gala. So we'll just say gala today. Um, And this one will be held at the Celebration Church in Georgetown. Um, And Edna, are you involved with, or Judge Stout, are you involved with that? I've been on the advisory board for Agape since its inception. And I am emceeing this banquet, yes. Excellent. I will be there. Yes, I look forward to it. It's going to be a large banquet with lots of good people. Um, Mr. Stephen Atterburn is going to be the mm-hmm. guest speaker. And then we're also going to have some tremendous music by, uh, and I can't pull his name right now. You'll have to look on the paper right quick. But he is a, he was there last year. He's a tremendous uh, worship leader. Excellent. And that will be on September 13th at Celebration Church. And then there is also one for the Austin Pregnancy Resource Center, Gala mm-hmm. 2018, featuring Ryan ba- Baumberger, mm-hmm. pro-life, pro- pro-family, pro-liberty. And that is September 20th at the Austin Doubletree. And you can go to either website, the one for the Agape Pregnancy Center, or to the Austin PRC, Austin Pregnancy Resource Center dot org as well to find out more information. We thank you so much for championing those. You know, Miss Miss Evelyn, you, you mentioned Chelsea Clinton's um, quote this week, and it was um, she claimed that Roe versus Wade was a good thing, not only because it gave women the dignity to make our own choices, but also it led to an alleged three point five trillion dollar boost to America's economy. 3.5. And I three five. I, I just I, I can't help but think about the sixty million babies that have been aborted since then that could be contributing to today's economy. You know, it's, it's just, just a fallacy. A warped uh, mindset for not just women, but for men as well. You know, if it's, it's like putting the garbage out every Saturday. Uh, mm-hmm. It gets on that level that is just uh, heartbreaking, literally heartbreaking. Yeah. But whenever you start quoting figures, you're supposed to be able to quote your your source. I'd be curious to know where her sources come from. That's a good point, Judge Stout. I'm sure that you have to do that on a daily basis. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, you you know, I would encourage listeners, I would encourage you to to go to these websites to look at the Austin Pregnancy Resource Center as well as the Agape Pregnancy Resource Center. And I'll tell you, these places are places where women can go to find help. It's, a, it's another option. There's nothing false or fake about these places. They are trying to help women, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. And they don't overtly walk in and it, when you walk in, start proselytizing to you and immediately, you know, put a Bible in your hand. They love on you when you walk in there. There are so many services they offer for unwed mothers mm-hmm. uh, and it, from, you know, just training and knowing how to care for a newborn, providing the supplies and things that are needed. But even more than that, with the new center that's out in, um, well, I guess it's mm-hmm. Leander now, yeah. uh, to train and secure employment. That's correct. They do classes in computers and in, and in language in several different areas. It's more, it goes beyond just the how to care, take mm-hmm. care of the child. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you look at it from that point of view, it's a God thing because uh, 
back when women first began to holler for the right to take the life of an unborn, Mm -hmm. there were a lot of things that weren't right. And and God has worked in this nation, I think, uh, in in a way that we are really responsible for what is happening to that particular part of of our nation and and, in the homes. And so that's one of the reasons we want to promote this today. But we want to talk about... How it is that a woman like you can go to the courtroom and be used of God in a way that can make a difference in the lives of those that are hurting, that are that are needy? Let us take our break. Uh, Gavin will be back with Love Talk right after this. Hi, this is John Cotner, and you know we all can use some happiness, some hope humor in our lives. I'm talking about the Good News Journal published by Evelyn Davison. Well, the Good News Journal is free and you can pick it up at locations across Central Texas like HEB, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries and churches, and it comes out every three months. Now, advertisers and writers interested in having an article published should call 512-249-6535. The Good News Journal, providing good news for the greater Austin and surrounding areas for 23 years. And now with more than 66,000 in circulation. Go to goodnewsjournal.net. That's goodnewsjournal.net. Hi, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression? Have rebellious kids or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you need help with. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow. These guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud Proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. Hello, friends. Welcome back to today's Christian Talk. We are so delighted that you have found Love Talk. You are here for a reason. Don't change that dial. You're here with Coach Carrie Brinkader and Mrs. Evelyn Davison and our great friend, Judge Edna Stout, Justice of the Peace, Williamson County Precinct 2. She has been serving our community as an elected official for 23 years. Now, Judge Stout, we've got... Um, you know, here we are at midterms where we're another election cycle coming up. And talk us through that. For for those, for our listeners who may not know what this means to our community, who maybe don't vote very often or only they, they only vote in a presidential election, talk about how critical it is in today's America that we have officials, elected officials, that that we want um, who we want, uh, running our schools, running our city, running our county, our state, our nation. Uh, talk us through that process. 
I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to do that because it's very close to my heart. It's one of the reasons why I've stayed involved or got involved politically to start with because the people that you have to come in front of, if you have a traffic ticket and you have to go before a judge or if you have a family matter and a judge is going to decide where your children live or maybe you've been charged with a crime that you didn't commit and you're going to be facing a jury or a, a judge, a prosecutor, and need a defense attorney. Those are all people that are very crucial in your life at that point in time. So sometimes people ask me, what do you do? I say change people's lives Mm -hmm. because I can make one choice or another in that person's life. And as an individual, it should be extremely important to you that those people that are in those positions represent your values because if they represent the same kind of values you have, then you'll feel like that no matter what the decision is, that you got a just hearing, that you were treated fairly, were you treated justly and with respect, and they heard your side of the story. And if you can't prove it, you can't prove it. But there are just certain ways when you go, when I ask people, you know, they're not happy, for instance, with something that's happening with the school district. You're not happy with the, the superintendent, for instance. Or you're not, maybe you're not happy with the police department, what's going on there. I said, well, the people that put those people in place, you had an opportunity to vote for. You vote for the city council people. You vote for the school board members. Those are the ones who hire the people that you're dealing with. So there's every level of government you have an opportunity to have a say in. And I think it's very important that you put people into office that you would want them to be that type of person if you were to show up. I think it's very important. When I first ran, my daughter had an occasion to be in front of a judge um, on just a traffic citation. But it was treated with such um, informality and so much. It was just thrown out the rug, no problem, just go ahead and just, she blinked her eye a little bit and the ticket went away. But it was a dangerous thing. She was going very high speeds. And I wanted that judge to really get hard on her and say, you know, you're driving very dangerously. You know, you need to stop what you're doing. She wasn't listening to me. Um, <laughs> but I was hoping that he would get across to her. And that's one of the reasons I try to get across to young people the dangerous, how dangerous mm. it is when they drive high speeds and drink and drive or, or do drugs. And I said, you know, you have, a, you have an opportunity to live a long life and do whatever you want to. The decision you're making today is going to alter your life forever if you don't change. So we do everything we can to change that. And there are people who in office, like myself, who want to serve and who want to see people succeed. They want to see people given a, a fair trial. They want to see people given justice. And then there are those that don't. And so when you go to the electorate and you decide to vote, you should vote intelligently. Do research on your mm-hmm. candidates. We have every opportunity now and with the Internet. You can put in any candidate's name and find out where they've been, what they've been doing, and who they are. And if that's the person you want in office, then you need to go vote for them. And if that's not the person you want for office, then you need to go down and vote against them. That's your right. And it's every, every cycle we put a new government in place without a shot being fired. We use we use bulletins and we use billboards and we use mailers, but thank God we don't use bullets, and that's what we're up against. I want to explain briefly to people understand in Texas. For those of you who may not be from Texas, we have two elections this year. One is the primary in March, where the Republicans mm-hmm. choose who they want to run against the Democrat. The Democrats choose who they want to run against the Republican and any other party that's involved. They choose their candidates amongst themselves. That's in March. In November, then we all square off against each other. You've got either Republican or Democrat, Libertarian, Green Party, Constitution Party, whatever's on the ballot, 
you choose amongst those candidates based upon their party affiliation. And that's why some of them, some of the people have said, well, I thought you were already elected. I said, well, that was in the March primary. Now mm-hmm. we go to the general election in November, so you have to vote again. And that's something I hope that helps clarify a lot of people's misunderstanding of the elections. Elections can be very confusing. This year they're going to attach some of the school board elections on at the same time that we're voting for general elections. And, you know, I would love to do a a class on the difference between the different boundary lines for school board, the boundary lines for city, for county, for congressional, for state rep. All those are different boundary lines. And every election is held by a different election authority, school board conducts their authorities, their elections, cities conduct their elections, counties conduct theirs, states conduct theirs. And so that's why you may not vote at the same place every time you vote. So you have to stay informed. And the information is out there. You just have to look for it. It's not too hard to find. You know, and when we wrote um, praise, uh, pray and praise across Texas, Mm -hmm. uh, we worked very very, um, succinctly with... um, the lady that uh, has concerned women for America, and and mm-hmm. and uh, one of the things that we determined that people needed uh, help with was what platform is. Mm-hmm. I want us to talk about platform just a little bit, uh, and what she did. And took the Republican and the Democratic mm-hmm. and measured the issues how each one addressed that particular mm-hmm. need, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, give us a little bit of information about how we go about determining the different issues for the parties. Yeah, I had someone ask me just recently. She was a young lady who came to my office, was going into law and also politics, and had like, one of those similar questions about, you know, well, do all Republicans believe like Republicans, or do all Democrats believe like Democrats? <laughs> That's a loaded question. It is a loaded question. <laughs> I said, well, let me explain to you how Democrats get there and Republicans get their yeah. beliefs. It starts in the neighborhood at the very grassroots level, Each party has a very grassroots level where the people in their neighborhoods get together in March and they start right there in their neighborhood precinct to decide what they want the Republican or the Democratic Party to stand for. They pass a resolution. That resolution is passed to the next level, which goes to the county level, and a group of them get themselves elected as delegates to go to the next level. At that level, they do the same thing. They go, you know, we want the pledge allegiance pledged at every school board meeting, for instance, or we want... Um, this street sign to be on this particular street. It, it can run the gambit or whatever it is. And, but this, these ideas is what they are. These philosophies are discussed at the grassroots level in the precinct, then at the county, mm-hmm. then at the state. And then by the time they get to the state convention, then a group of something like 5,000 people vote on them and decide this is what we want this party to stand for. And that's where the platform comes mm-hmm. from. Everybody that runs as a Democrat or Republican may or may not agree with what their plat- own platform says. And they have a right to run and, and file as a Republican or a Democrat without having to say, I pledge that I believe everything on that platform. They don't have to do that. So you have people of both parties that, even though they are Republican or Democrat, they may not agree with everything that's in their platform. And that's why when you say you're a Republican, you should be believing in this. Well, that's what the grassroots wants you to do because that's the, that's the voice of the people. 
And if we were in a republic, which we are, a representative type of government, so if you have been elected by a party that that's their belief system, it is expected that you will promote that particular belief system. That's what's expected from you. And that's where you get those platforms. And so, you know, I lined up with the Republican Party a long time ago because the Republican Party had more in their platform that I agreed with than with the other party. And I'm a Christian first. And the Republican Party right now lines up with my ideas on life, my ideas on traditional family, my ideas on um, patriotism, my ideas on uh, military involvement and government and the dollar and homeschool and all those things and all those issues are in the platform. And each party speaks about whether they agree or disagree with those particular ideas. And if you really want to know, you can go on the Internet and pull both parties' mm-hmm. platforms. Right. And the people that are elected from those two parties are supposed to represent those values. And work toward, toward the mm-hmm. organization of, of unity. That's correct. Uh, well, I can't vote for you, Judge Edna. <laughs> I won't tell you. I, I have because a, you're not in her precinct. I That's have right. your sign in my front yard. <laughs> well, I appreciate that very We're much. in a little strange area where we live in Austin. Uh, we are actually live in uh, Williamson County, but we have Austin address and everything. And we don't pay taxes uh, for one of the things, one of the things that that I um, uh, just am always um, inquisitive about is how it is that we can get our message out, and I say our message in regarding to life and life through the Lord Jesus, uh, in a way that could be broadcast. Uh, to those that don't know anything about it. And one of the things we're going to do on Love Talk today mm-hmm. before we close is we're going to look at the value of life that Jesus says it is. But it is time for us to take our break. Uh, but as we go out, Edna, what is it that you have on your heart that you want to say about people voting today? Well, I, I would hope that everyone realizes what a privilege it is to vote Uh, Look around the world and see the condition of the other countries. They don't have that opportunity to have a voice in what their government is like. And as Christians, we have a moral obligation to be involved in that. That's my opinion, because the Lord told us to be a salt of the earth. He didn't. It didn't stop at the front door. It didn't stop at the church door. It doesn't stop anywhere. We're to be a salt of life in all areas of our life, and including in our government, because we have one of the best governments in the world, founded on the Bible. You know, do your research that what I'm saying to you is true. And we have an obligation as Christians to keep it that way so that people, all people have the freedom to believe what they want to believe, to worship as they want to worship, to um, teach their children in the way of which they would to teach their children, to have those types of rights. Because our rights come from God. That's why our Constitution is so valuable, mm-hmm. because it says that each one of us are endowed by our creator. We recognize that we are a creation of God. And that is unlike almost any country in the world except Israel where we recognize God as our source. And if we still want the beauties of this country, which people literally are dying to come here, then we have to maintain it. We have to keep a a vigilance and keep our freedoms. So voting is the very first, very simplest Mm -hmm. obligation that you have. Please vote and put the people into office that you believe will represent you. Mm. Well, one of the things right now that's in big uh, trouble is the American flag and how uh, it has become a sign of uh, dispute and a sign of dissatisfaction uh, and really a sign of uh, misunderstanding. When we come back, let's talk about that in just a few minutes. But then let's talk about what it is 
that Jesus calls us to be, to do and be as far as citizenship is concerned right after this. Stay with us. We love you. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor of First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000 square foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as in town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest-growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. We're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest-growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These CASA friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations. South at 4501 South Congress. North at 8808 Research Boulevard and new northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. Hello, friends. Welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You are listening to The Bridge, Austin, 1120 AM, 101 FM, and you have found the love ladies. We're so grateful and thankful that you are here with us today. On this show, Love Talk, we talk about all kinds of things. Miss Evelyn is a champion for our country. She's a champion for our city. She has done so much over the years uh, with National Day of Prayer, honoring our veterans, honoring our our leaders of our city, of our county, of our nation. Uh, she's written books, praising, pray, praising and Praying Across Texas, and Praising, praying and praising across America. And she's uh, an author. She's a speaker. And I'm so delighted to do this program with her. And today we're talking with our good friend, Judge Edna Stout. And Judge Stout, you've given us so much great information, not only on some things that are close to your heart, but the reasons why you ran for office, which I think are so honorable and so pure, and how our community, how we can continue to elect officials who are honest and pure in the, in, in the ways that they want 
to help their communities by running for office. Mm-hmm. We can get lots of information on wilco.org, um, and I'm sure our Travis County friends can also find information mm-hmm. online as well about uh, about their elections that are coming up in November, which will be here before we know it. Here we are, I mean, approach quickly approaching September. Now, I think something that you do, Judge Stout, that is just so amazing, this is kind of close to my heart, is you do a teen court. And you walk teenagers through through things with peers that are, uh, I guess, prosecuting them as well as defending them. T- tell us how all this started and what this is. Well, it started because when I took office years ago and some of the students that stood before me, they were not motivated. They didn't have any desires for their life. A lot of them were just literally um, depressed. And I created as many programs as I could to try to uh, address those issues, the mentoring program, the program about choices, program about values, about that you are a special person, you have a great life to live, let's live it. Uh, anything I could, creative community service hours, to try to get those students encouraged to, to make something themselves. And But it gets kind of depressing after a while. You see student after student that you're trying to push. You can, you've got a great life to live. You live in a great country. So I said, you know, I need to balance with some students that really want to go somewhere and that they, they don't have to be motivated. They just need to be instructed. So I said, I need to balance my life with some good programs for good kids as well as I have these great programs for the kids that need help. So I created the the YMCA, Williamson County Teen Court Program, with the help of the YMCA. They already had a similar type program going. I took it and adapted it and made it a leadership program where the students that come to the Teen Court Program are the students that have a desire to be possibly in the criminal justice system. They're not there because I've ordered them to be there. It is a volunteer program for them. And with the help of attorneys and judges and law enforcement and the the, uh, DPS, the police departments, the forensics teams, with all the different teams that had come into play in the criminal justice system, they have assisted me in teaching these children their, their ways and their protocols in court. We teach them how to be judges, jurors, bailiffs, clerks, prosecuting attorney, and defense attorney. Mm-hmm. And we show them uh, with help of the Constitution and teachings of why we have the laws we do. The officers that come through help them understand why we have the type of laws we do and how they are enforced and then those students, you students that come from the various courts around the county, uh, classy misdemeanors, whether it be traffic or minor possession of alcohol, maybe drug paraphernalia or theft, any of those type of offenses that are considered class C, those defendants that once they're adjudicated in the courtroom, they can choose to have teen court set their sentence. So then they show up at the teen court. They are a defendant. They are assigned a defense attorney that argues a good sentence before the jury, and the prosecutor comes up with a just sentence, and he argues that sentence to the jury. The jury appears, make up their mind, and once they tell the student this is the verdict, then that's the hours or the programs that they participate in, and then they get their case dismissed. And it's very rewarding to see some of these students that come to teen court under those circumstances as a defendant look around and say, you know, these students are going somewhere. They know what they're doing. They're dressed up in suits. They look like real attorneys. I want to be part of this, too. So they join, and I had a young man um, who did that. He He was at an alcohol party. He got into a fight. So he had an alcohol offense, plus he had a, a an assault offense. And, but he was a good kid. He just was at an alcohol party, had a little bit too much to drink, and he got in trouble. A bad decision. And it was not a bad decision to be there. So he did, He had a, He had wanted to, I gave him the teen court option, and he took it. 
He came to teen court. They had decided his sentence, and he really was impressed with the students and how they behaved and what they did. He said, I want to join this court. So he did. He joined the court. He graduated two years later with a full ride to the Naval Academy, and he was so excited. The teen court on his resume made a big difference. They were very impressed that he had learned all the rules of the judiciary, including to be a judge, and now he was off to the academy. I still keep in touch with him. And it, those type of stories to see students that understand that they have a great life to live, to give them the extra tools. You know, we have several students now that's been doing this for so long. Some of them have uh, are in leadership roles, whether they be attorney or whether they be coaches, um, whether they are in government or whether they're just a great mom at home raising a good family, you know, and they're teaching their students to do the same. But it's a program that... Um, it gives them all kinds of education, teaches them how to talk, how to make an argument, how to think on their feet, you know, critical thinking. Uh, they use their debate skills. So it's a great program, and I really enjoy seeing the kids go through it. They start at age 13, and by the time they graduate um, and they're 18, they make a great uh, impression on anybody that meets them. It's really exciting. How often do you have teen court? Just twice a month. Twice a month. That's all we do. And, and you, do you do it all day? Is it teen court oh no. all day or just have one? It's, it's one evening, twice mm-hmm. a month during okay. the school year. So wow. we, we push a lot into it. We start our orientation on September 8th this year at the YMCA with a full day. And the information's on the webpage. And at, from that meeting, then, we will explain how the program works. Usually we have a great influx of brand-new people on that day. And then over the next several months, we will be bringing in all kinds of teaching and education. And they move along very quick. We have a manual to where they can read on their own. A lot of it is self-paced. Read this stuff yourself. And you can go from uh, a juror to an attorney in a year if you put your mind to it. Wow. Wow. Just another example, friends, of how our elected officials are so important. And Judge Stout, we just... You know, you said earlier, we're not only followers of Jesus, but we are called to be leaders of his kingdom. And I just really appreciate the work that you're doing. And um, not only for just your county, but just for, for young people, for women, for for those that elected you, it, it shows. And um, we just encourage everyone to get out there and vote in November. And I know, Miss Evelyn, you are such a champion for this that we will be talking about this probably on every show between now and November about the upcoming elections and how important it is that we Mm -hmm. exercise our right that was given to us um, to vote and that we all have a responsibility to do that. And we just want to remind you that we've got the, the galas coming up for the not only the Agape Pregnancy Center, um, which their gala is on September the 13th at Celebration Church, but the Austin Pregnancy Resource Center, and their gala is September the 20th um, at the Austin Doubletree. And you can find information about those online. Miss Evelyn, um, citizenship with Jesus. We're not only citizens in our in our towns, in our in our counties, but we're we are citizens of God's kingdom. You know that is so true, and we don't look at it in the broad scope that uh, uh, is as influential as it is. And uh, how did you come to know that the Lord Jesus loves you? And I know. <laughs> and set you for have my story. Um, I had a very hard life as far as turning against the values of my po- folks. I was one of those rebellious teenagers, just like the ones I see in court. I I can relate a lot to the parents when it comes to dealing with rebellious teenagers. I was one myself once. And because of those choices, um, 
I just I was on that moral slide down, and a lot of things were going on in my life. I was even suicidal at one time, and I had a lot of things going on in my life. But to make a long story short, uh, someone told me one day to to go to this church, and against my better judgment, I went, and because I was desperate because of what was going on in my life at that time, I was desperate for some help somewhere. And I went, and I stood there. I don't know what was preached, and I don't even know uh, what songs were played. I have no idea. I just know that at the end of the day, when they were all praying, I was standing around looking like I just said to myself very quietly. I didn't say to anybody. I said, God, I said, I know I've done it with you. I know I grew up in a Baptist church, and I went in a wet center, and I came out of a wet center, and I've done everything wrong that I know that is wrong. And so I know I'm lost. I know I'm going to hell. So just please help my daughter's situation here because she was having some real problems. She was 10 years old. And in a voice that is as real to me as the nose of my face, God said, Edna, I will forgive you. And it brought me to my knees, the reality. And my entire life went before me. I saw everything that I had done, and God saw it too. And he washed it away. And I was absolutely astounded. I walked out of there feeling like I had taken a shower. I thought, this is strange. I don't know what born again is, but I found out later. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not know that expression, did not know what it meant. But God saved me from a life of pure hell. And uh, I don't ever want to be separated from him because that's what hell is. Hell is being separated from our Lord Jesus Christ. And I never want to be separated from him. So I'll do everything I can to make sure that I'm following his word and being obedient to him, and because I love him, because he sure loved me. Wow. Well, we certainly want to thank you. Give them uh, a phone number that they might reach you, if if there's any, or a website. You can you can catch me at ednastout.com. You mm-hmm. can communicate me with me an email there. Uh, that would be the best way to reach me. And, and I that will is respond. Edna, S-T-A-U-D-T, for That's our correct. listeners, ednastout.com. You know, friends, I, I love Edna's story, uh, Judge Stout's story, and I know that so many of us out there are hurting, and we don't know what direction our lives are going. But I tell you what, um, in Romans it tells us, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and that whoever calls his name, will be saved. Friends, I encourage you to find a church, a good Bible-believing church, a church that preaches Jesus' word, preaches God's word from the Bible. I encourage you to find one, a Bible church, any any church that preaches the word. The weekend is here. It's your time. It's your, it's your opportunity, as Edna said, to walk out and feel as if you have been revived and rejuvenated. I tell you what, being around people who love Jesus is refreshing. It will absolutely set set your heart mm-hmm. with joy. Friends, thank you so much for joining us on Love Talk. We cannot thank you enough for seeing us here every Saturday with Miss Evelyn. I am Coach Carrie Brinkader. We'll be back with our friend Kathy soon. Thank you so much, Judge Stout. We look forward to checking on your progress as the elections uh, are right around the corner. And we will see you here at the Bridge Austin next time on Love Talk.